Welcome back. It's that time of the week. It's time for another episode of The Secret Diaries of a Gay Gynecologist in Paris, a memoir. Yes, you heard right, a memoir by Rafael Herrero, MD, PhD. The Secret Diaries of a Gay Gynecologist in Paris Caution may contain adult language. Chapter 20 Le Banana Le Banana Part 2 My new circle of friends and I sat around a low glass table in the underground arched stone gallery of the tiny but popular Le Banana Café, the meeting place for sleepless, venturesome French celebrities. I looked at Maya and Rocco swaying together on the dance floor. A man asked Yvonne to dance, and she happily capered off. Jean-Luc scooted over next to me. He blew his large nose once again and stuffed his handkerchief into the front pocket of his trousers. Having fun? he asked. This place is chouette, isn't it? I smiled, and when I was about to reply, he reached over and put his hand next to my crotch. I know it's there, he said. I looked at him, eyes wide. Your card, with the ace of hearts, he said. The one with the work in Marianne. He patted the card in my side pocket. You never leave home without it. He chuckled and said, We gotta get you laid. Although the prim girl inside me wanted to protest, I said, I'm all for it. Take a pick, Jean-Luc said, scanning the crowd on the dance floor. Who'd you like? He nudged me on the shoulder with his own, with a grin. Leave romance aside for once, Raphael. Loosen up. At that moment, I noticed a swarthy man on the dance floor. Short, thick black hair, a slightly longer tuft at the top, sculpted into place with gel. A strong, square jaw. His intense, round black eyes were definitely looking at me. I checked. There was only a bare column behind me. And then, suddenly, the man with the copper skin gave me a wide, confident smile. I, of course, immediately looked away. What are you waiting for? Jean-Luc said. He wants you. Although, he looks more like a top. I should go instead. I laughed. I'm serious, he said. There aren't any real tops left in Paris. I gave my friend a wink. Maybe that's why I moved here, Jean-Luc. We looked back at the tanned man on the floor staring my way, and his skin-tight t-shirt cut to reveal the bottom of his flat stomach, like a singer in a boy band. Jean-Luc snarled, If you don't go now, I will. The song Je te donne by Worlds Apart blared, and the crowd cheered and raised its arms, my macho man especially. I reached the edge of the crowd and pretending to dance, forced my way in, inching towards him, and saw him gyrating, doing the same. With his undersized white t-shirt lifted up, arms in the air, he showed me his hairless navel and his long, thick biceps. I tried to keep his stare, although he always won, and wondered how we were going to start a conversation, what on earth I could say. For now, I coached myself, just dance and cross your fingers. He was right in front of me, shredded jeans, kept at a perfect height by a white cotton belt. His arms came down like a Greek dancer towards me, 
and smiling back, I swung my shoulders with my hands down at my sides as if I were watering the lawn. I thanked the Lord. The crowd ignored us. A small silver cross on a choker hugged his strong neck. I wondered what I was going to suddenly say to mess it all up and watch him make a grand escape. But then, without saying a word, he put both his hands firmly on my hips and smiled some more. I tried to smile back, confident. It must have been convincing, because, without saying a word, and with his mouth in an open smile, he drew me nearer and swooped into my lips and gave me the second kiss that night. Why doesn't this ever happen to me in the States or in Spain? No wonder I've come to Paris. I wasn't leaving. He drew back and looked into my eyes and said, Oso. Oso? My hands had someone found their way and were now clasped around his waist, keeping his haunches glued to mine. I didn't care if I couldn't hear or understand him in the loud music. Oso Eduardo de Freitas. Although my friends call me Oso. I didn't care what he was called. I wanted to taste some more of the Fruit Loop tasting chewing gum in his mouth. And then I realized he had left it in mine. Why don't we go somewhere a little bit more intimate? He said. I have to buy an apartment here, I said to myself. Sure, I answered, seeing Jean-Luc in the front of the bar, beaming, pushing Yvonne up the stairs, both waving goodbye. Where to? I asked Oso. There's a quieter bar here, right next door. The bar next door was even louder, although there were fewer people. Oso led me into the back of the bar, turned me around, and sat me against a long aluminum bar meant for people to lean against while standing up. He cocked his chin at me. What would you like to drink? I tilted my head to his side, pretending to think. But a pretty little face like this needs another kiss, he said, and dove into my mouth again. My hands on his strong back, I pulled him closer. In the middle of the long, dentist-defying kiss, I opened my eyes and noticed a black door on my right. That must be a dark room, I thought to myself. Oso opened his eyes and noticed my gaze. He smiled and let his hands trickle down my arms. And then, taking me by both hands, he led me into the dark room. The next day, in my studio, on the sixth floor of Rue d'Enremont, I raised the jar of orange juice and said to Oso, Seconds? Sure, no next train before noon, he said. Oso, Ozodio Eduardo Gefreitas, although I liked Oso, meaning bear in Spanish, even if he didn't have a single hair on his hunky body, lived in Shell, a blue-collar town 25 miles east of Paris. He was a garbage man. I imagined him in fluorescent green overalls with large reflective white stripes, rubber-gloved, jumping on and off the garbage truck in slow motion, his head turning as his front tuft of hair flung drops of sweat to his side. Although, in my daydream, he wasn't wearing a t-shirt under his overalls anymore, and his overalls were suddenly blue denim, and he was carrying big tires in his oil-stained strong arms, triceps flaring, and the denim shoulder straps were pushed forward by strong pecs, and at the waist there was a space between the denim and the hips, fabric ordered back by his firm, bulging glutes, and I wondered if he was wearing underwear or not, like the Scottish men in kilts I'd heard about, soldiers 
who purposely didn't wear any so they could quickly relieve themselves on the battlefield. It was all such a turn-on. And it made me feel so proud of myself, a doctor with an immigrant garbage man from the suburbs. I, for one, lived out my fervent speech of anti-establishment and anti-snobbery. Besides, Oso was a clever man, witty, who had left home, a rural village, Cabeceiras do Basto, in northern Portugal, when he was only 14 years old, to find work in Switzerland. I saw Oso's drawing-like lips voice a question. Sorry, Oso, you were saying? I said. I didn't care what Oso was saying. I just wanted him to kiss me. I say I'll be able to make home on time for Night Rider. O justiceiro, you like? I cringed. Oh gosh, I've never had that much time to watch television. He smiled and took my hand. You are so cute. You want to spend the night together too? I couldn't imagine anything more pleasant. Another night with this strong man flung over me, warmth and muscles hugging me through the night. Not another night alone. I'd, I'd love to, I said, hesitating, but I have friends over for dinner tonight. And then a part of me said, but, but, but how about how tomorrow? Eh bien voilà, mes amis, c'est tout pour aujourd'hui. That's it for today, my friends. Join me for our next show of The Secret Diaries of a Gay Gynecologist in Paris, a memoir by Rafael Herrero, MD, PhD. Contact me at Rafael Herrero, R-A-F-A-E-L dot H-E-R-R-E-R-O dot S-F, like in San Francisco, at gmail.com. Au revoir, à la semaine prochaine, et vive Paris! If you liked today's episode, would you please like my Facebook page? Search for A Gay Gynecologist in Paris. And follow me as well on Twitter at GayGynoParis with no spaces between the words and share with me all your thoughts. Thank you and see you next week. Salut mes amis, ici le gynécologue gay de Paris, the gay gynecologist in Paris. Suivez-moi sur Facebook. Vous pouvez me trouver sous Gay Gynecologist Paris. Faites-moi un like, s'il vous plaît. Vous pouvez me suivre aussi sur Twitter, at Gay Gyno Paris. Ça s'appelle J-A-Y-J-Y-N-O, Paris comme la ville P-A-R-I-S. Répondions le bonheur et soyons tous amis sur Facebook and Twitter. Au revoir, beaucoup de bisous et à bientôt. Hola amigos, aquí me tenéis el ginecólogo gay de París, the gay gynecologist in Paris. Me podéis seguir en Facebook, es más, os pido que me sigáis en Facebook. Buscadme bajo gay gynecologist Paris. Hacedme un like y seamos amiguitos. Además, seguidme por favor en Twitter. Estoy bajo gay gyno Paris, que se escribe g a y g y n o p a-R-I-S, como París. Seamos amigos todos en todos los sitios web. Y os mando a todos muchos besitos. ¡Hasta luego!
E aí, galera? Aqui é o ginecologista gay de Paris, da Gay Gynecologist in Paris. Curtam minha página no Facebook, Gay Gynecologist Paris. Vocês podem também me seguir no Twitter, no Gay Gyno Paris, soletrando G-A-Y-G-Y-N-O-P-A-R-I-S. Não seria divertido sermos todos amigos no Facebook e no Twitter? Até mais! Hallo, Freunde! Hier ist der schwule Frauenarzt aus Paris, der Gay Gynecologist in Paris. Ihr könnt mich auf Facebook klicken unter Gay Gynecologist Paris oder folgt mir auf Twitter unter Gay Gino Paris. Buchstabiere G-A-Y-G-Y-N-O-P-A-R-I-S. Es wäre toll, wenn wir alle Facebook- und Twitter-Freunde würden. Tschüss und bis bald! Contact me at Gay Gynecologist Paris. Three words, all together, no spaces. Gay Gynecologist Paris at gmail.com.